The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. And you're with the Ashholes, totally unfiltered cigar radio. Hi, everybody. It's your studio announcer here. And over there, Pastor Patron, the star of the Ashholes, Dan the Man. Oh, wow. What an introduction. What a week. Oh, look. What a week. <coughs> look. I got Aaron here. He's the man. We've got the eye candy. We've got Oliver, who's from the sh- here every three or four weeks. I'm the shadow. It's awesome. I'm, the, I'm just the shadow of the greatness. That's he's the here. real. He's the real greatness. He's real. Every Aaron? three. Four, no, you. No. You. Every three or four weeks, at least, you need to come on so that the show keeps its mojo. You, any longer than that, Aaron and I are just going to We run away. out of material to pick wait, on you wait, for. Yep. So. By, by mojo, <laughs> you, you mean lower, lower the ratings. Because when, I, when I'm here, that's what I do. No, no. We're, we're going up. We're, we're pulling more viewers every week. Oh, no. Yeah, you guys are definitely going up. But I noticed that when I'm on the show, <laughs> ratings go down. Well, you can't let it jump up too high. You right. Don't want to right. Everything's fine, Oliver. You don't look any worse than you usually do. So yes, you, thank goodness. You got that going for you. As thank a matter of fact, that goes for all of you. Well, welcome to this week's episode of The Ash Holes, broadcast live from the Serena Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the time when we kick back and light up and turn Wednesday into Ash Wednesday. We're always entertaining, generally uh, unscripted and totally unfiltered. You can stream and download us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean, and of course at theashholes.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at theashholes and on Instagram at ashholesradio. This week, we're smoking Rocky Patel. We're doing the Rocky Patel Vintage 2006 Toro, which is their San Andreas uh, version of the cigar. Mm-hmm. And... Um, as we get into this, you know, from their own website, they say, we've reinvented vintage. The Rocky Patel vintage reinvented 2006 San Andreas marks the launch of a new vintage brand crafted out of Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory. The blend comprises an 11-year-old Mexican wrapper from the prominent San Andreas region, along with Nicaraguan fillers and a Connecticut broadleaf binder. The result is a spicy, medium to full body with smoke with rich, leathery finish, end quote. We'll see if that actually... I wonder who came up with this, that line, reinvented vintage. Reinvented I don't think you know what vintage, vintage means. <laughs> because if you reinvented it, it's no longer vintage. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So it is an 11-year-old uh, San Andreas, Mexico wrapper. Uh, Connecticut Broadleaf Binder, the fillers, Nicaragua. It's a 6.5 by 52. And we're just getting into this bad boy. Any thoughts, you guys? Uh, mossy earth. Mossy earth. Yeah. So it's not like a, a not like a dirt earthiness that you usually get out of a San Andreas, but it's like a kind of a mossiness. <laughs> so slate vegetable, vegetable, you know, yeah. veg, vegetal taste. Vegetal. Yeah, I'm, vegetal. I'm, I'm, I'm getting some very familiar tastes when you put a San Andreas and a Connecticut broadleaf and you know, those those rich tobaccos mm-hmm. in a lot of that you know earthiness. I get a slight sweetness. Yep. Um, to it. Um, it, it's a longer finish mm. uh, right off the bat. And uh, on my draw, I'm not getting a ton of, ton of smoke, but I'm getting a, you know, a decent amount. A mine's draw, a, mine's yeah. a, it's a pretty easy draw on, yeah. on my cigar. Yeah. And, now, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to correct this. 
right now. We're going to let that, Let's see let how that, that go. Yeah. 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 Now, that's interesting because, you know, I, I kind of took one of these for a test drive a week or so ago, and I had that same thing. There was, the burn was a little wavy. Mm -hmm. It did correct itself, but it was, it was fairly <laughs> wavy at the front. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, deep, rich, earthy kind of flavors, kind of a damp. There's a dampness mm, to it. Yeah. And, and it's not a negative thing. No, it's no, not necessarily. You're just trying to describe, yeah. you know, the sights and the smells. And, and uh, there's a fair amount of pepper in the retro. A little bit, yeah. I'm even getting that on, on the draw. There's mm -hmm. a little pepperiness. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, for, look, uh, we're just into it right now. First experience, good, good light. There wasn't a bitterness, a uh, softer uh, draw on the palate, but right. you know those are that's that's what I'm getting right now. Yeah. So you you got to eat somewhere uh, fine and fancy this week, right? I did, oh. I did, and I was I was trying to be so good. Like I was I was actually <laughs> picking up, like you know, uh, it was a lot of drive. I drove. 14 over 1400 miles you just drove. in Cal just in California 14 and I didn't even reach Southern California I started up in San Francisco made it up to uh, Sacramento and then Loomis for uh, Tobacco Republic which is a uh, you know further north from mm -hmm. Sacramento and then went down to Modesto Fresno and then made it into LA but 1400 miles Wow it shows the uh, odometer on the uh, on the rental and again I didn't even make it down to Southern California mm. I, I was I was checking in and I was just saying there's so much ground to cover out there it's so massive. You don't even, I mean, you realize it because it's a, you know, you see it on a map and how big it is, but just the, I mean, the, yeah. the landscape and driving from uh, the Sacramento or the, really the Fresno, I think, to LA, beautiful farmland. Everything was right. in bloom. Weather was gorgeous, but, uh, but I was trying to eat healthy. And then, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> then I no. didn't one night. <laughs> I, uh, I had stopped by Havana Cigars, which is in Studio City. Mm -hmm. uh, saw my friend, friend uh, Maurice Karoom there. And, you know, the laws that we were going over everything and, and what he's going through right now. Right. And then we ended the night. And luckily for me, Pink's, Pink's. hot dog was open. And that was about 10.30 at night, and I grabbed the Emerald Lagasse hot dog as well as the, uh, the classic uh, chili and cheese. Bam. Oh, the, oh bam. Yeah, it was, uh, you had, what was it, uh, coleslaw, jalapenos, bacon. And they did the bacon right, too. Like How it was did they do it? Like full strips. Full strips about four of bacon. Five, four or five strips of bacon, but fully crisp. So not, Cana mm. not Canadian so bacon? Great. No, no, yeah, no. Not Canadian bacon. Not you know, you know how sometimes in the burgers they put like that loose, you know, not fully cooked bacon. Right, bacon, right, right. This had great. I mean, the texture between you know the crunch and it was great. That's phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but other than that, no, no, pretty, pretty tame on the uh, on the restaurants. I don't have the budget of some of these uh, other guys. <laughs> like I see Jared at Kristoff, you know, flying first class and doing all the nice stuff, and uh, mm -hmm. John Carney. John Carney, Jeez. I was just was yeah, that well. guy. <laughs> Boy, he can he eats right. Yeah, he takes pictures of every meal I think he eats. Gorgeous. <laughs> Lots of steak in that guy's yeah. diet. I'm, I'm more the guy that uh, <clears throat> that plate gets returned to the kitchen. I'm the guy gnawing on the bone. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm trying to get the last scraps of meat off of there. <sighs> How about no, you? Overall, good trip. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Monday was my birthday. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Turned 48. Growing up in Massachusetts, February 19th is a great day to have your birthday. Groundhog's Day. No, that's President's Day? My mother oh. was born on Groundhog's Day. <laughs> on occasion? That's no. a, a little known fact. But uh, the 19th of February always falls in February break. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, Massachusetts always takes President's Day third week, week of February off. Yeah. So growing up in in uh, you know through twelfth grade, I never had school on my birthday. It is that's a pretty good deal. Impossible for school to happen just because of the way the day falls, right? When I got to college. Suddenly that changed. <laughs> when I got to grad school, I had a test on my what? birthday yeah. every That's single not, year. Not grad school. <laughs> but, you know, and, uh, you know, to kind of celebrate my, myself and Big Jim over at the two guys in Seabrook, we each did a uh, kind of, we did a uh, heaven versus hell chili cook-off. All right. I made I made my chili, which made is yours with angel really kind of no, but it's really it's really kind of rich you and win. full flavored, <laughs> and there's heat to it, but it's not hot. You know, you, you eat a bowl or two, and then you go whoa, kind of like a pissed off Kristoff. You don't think it's a really strong cigar until you're done with it, and then you wonder what you did to yourself. Right. Jim made a twelve alarm, wicked hot, hot fire of hell chili. Whoa! So it was. Heaven versus hell. Great going in. People Not got going out. no. Yep. People <laughs> the room. So people, you know, came. They ate. They had a great time. They got to vote on what their favorite chili was. Heaven won this year. Thank you. Really so there's good. still hope. You know, when people are there's in pain, I guess they're just averse to voting for something. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. You know, weirdos. So it was, and that was a good day. But. And then oh, yesterday, I saw you in the store. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I've got the week off, and so uh, I was heading up the coast. Uh, it, you know, it was high 60s here. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'll go up to the beach and walk around, take some photos and stuff. No, it was it was so cold. <laughs> it was 20 degrees cold. It's like, and it's not, it's like maybe 20 minutes away. Yeah. And we're talking a 20-degree drop. Wow. So it was, you know, high 40s out there, and it just didn't go as planned. It was it was nice hanging around the shop and having a scar, but the beach just was a bust. Right. You know, yeah, what's unfortunate bad. for us on the East Coast is that even though it was 60, 70 yesterday, another day like today of 60, 70, it doesn't mean winter's over. Oh, right. no. Like we, no, tomorrow we can snow. Have, yeah, I mean, <laughs> so we have such swings in temperatures that you, you, you're, just, you're never ready for it. Yeah. You know? It's like here, it's really warm right now. It's, I mean, it was high 70s, I think, mid-70s yeah. mid today. Yep. And, yep. Uh, yeah, and tomorrow it's going to drop down to... 30s and yeah. possibly snow. The 40 degree difference. It's it's a tease. It's it's. Are we getting snow tomorrow? Be worse. I, there's a chance. Yeah. Oh jeez. Uh, we just got everything melted. Get me back out of here. <laughs> yeah. Head back to California. My goodness. Still Take pretty, me with still you. Still pretty mild though, as far as winters go. I mean. Yeah, as far it's as average, winters go. But we've had enough of the warm days where I can say it's a mild winter, <laughs> even though we got buried a few times. Well, that the first two three weeks was wretched. How cold it was. Oh yeah. Get it out of the so way, far below All right. average. Oh, that was brutal. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Yesterday I smoked outside. It was nice. Mm. Well, it was good, good to get out. Pastor Padron's "Thou shalt not." Huh. This is a topic of conversation, really. This okay. time, okay. <clears throat> Pastor Padron's "Thou shalt not." You know, this is when you know what we talk about, kind of cigar etiquette and what to do, what not to do. This is a more general thing. Thou shalt not. Pick a cigar for the cigar of the year that doesn't stand out from all the other cigars that you have on your list. Case in point, the cigar aficionado cigar of the year was the Eye of the Shark. Mm. And I happened to cross one of these a few days ago. A friend of mine gave it to me. And I was kind of excited. I was, you know, you can't find these because it's a limited run thing anyway. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people have bought them all up. And so I sit down, get the fire going in the fireplace, get a nice drink, sit down, light it up. And 
I'll be honest, it was a good cigar. It was, a, you know, I, I like the Don Carlos line. It was very Don Carlos. It, was, it burned well, it smoked well and everything. But it wasn't a standout cigar. Hmm. It wasn't a cigar that really wowed me. It was, you know, it was a good cigar. But I, for the life of me, can't understand what merited that cigar, looking at the cigar itself, to be Cigar of the Year. Well, they made the right choice as far as, like, choosing a cigar that nobody can get a hold of so that nobody can call you out <laughs> right. on it. Right. <laughs> so it's a very small majority that can say, hey, no, that's not really great. I, I, I think, I mean, there were, there were a couple things. Yeah. Right, and Padron was, was second mm-hmm. on the list. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you had two major influences in the industry that, uh, you know, I can't really say unfortunately before their time passed. Right. Uh, because they led. Pretty full lives. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty full lives. Um, but they, they had passed that year, so I think it was, you know, mm-hmm. to a degree. You know, to a paying, degree it was an homage, homage you yeah. know, to them. And I do get that. But I think, I think even in Fuente's line, there was much better stuff to put up than that particular right. cigar. Yeah, and to put something out that, that, that is that limited. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard, hard to agree with. Yeah. Right. And I don't uh, think it made anybody else's list. Like, no. Ever. No. I don't <laughs> like think it did. Did it ever make a list? I mean, it's been out for you know, a few is years. It a, is it a cigar I would smoke again? Absolutely. You know. If you can find it. If I can find it. <laughs> but it's, you know, I, I, it, other than, you know, paying an homage to, to Carlos, who, who passed away, or money to the magazine, political or whatever. I can't think of why that cigar would be in the top 25, let alone Cigar of the Year. Mm. Now, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I'm not well, I mean, when, when the list came out, a lot of people were questioning it. <laughs> and it was yeah. not, you know, widely received as, yeah, this is a perfect choice. You know, Indelusion Bill, the year before, well, yeah, that's, that's a great cigar. Yeah, you know? yeah but uh, there were some people that said it, it, it shouldn't have been number one. So I, I think part of you know having a list is it's also the controversy and you sure. want to stand out and be different. I I'd, I'd like to see and I haven't I haven't done this but you see so many different top tens right from the you know from the big to the little. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd be curious to see how many cigars actually were on different top tens. Hmm. So is there one that really stands out? It was on three top tens. Okay, then that hmm. that should be the one. Yeah. Yeah, um, maybe half can get on that. They're, they're data guys. You know? Yeah, like well, I think they did. Developing I think, palettes. I think no, they did it. Oh yeah, developing was it developing palettes, 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 palettes yeah. who That's right, kind yeah. of called all the top ten, yep. top twenty lists, and the, the the list that they finally Ooh. called. I'd have to go back and, and look for it. Mm. But looking at it, I didn't think it was a bad list. Hmm. I have so I have a shark. I had one that you know, I felt could have used a little more time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I have another one sitting. Um, in the human order, kind of resting, and we'll see what that is. For me, we'll see what that is in a, you know maybe a couple weeks so or another month or so. You having had one though, would you, was was your impression of it? You know, something that no, it, was it like a top twenty-five, top ten, top five, or cigar of the year kind I, of I a thing. I didn't put it in our top five. No, no. and of course we're well, no, I, we're now. It the didn't new come standard. out this past year, right? Yeah. So no, we oh, wouldn't yeah, have so done it. eliminated for many yeah. reasons. Yeah, yeah you're right, Aaron. Fine. <laughs> Call me out on it. You're right. <laughs> well, it, it, well, there you go. So if you're going to pick a cigar to be Cigar of the Year, it should be something that really stands out. Stands out and that people can get a hold of. I mean, yeah, wh- yeah. why else put it on a list if people can't get it? 
you know? It's like, let's give attention to something that maybe people haven't smoked before. Right. And it's like, oh, but you still can't because you can't find it anywhere. So right. it doesn't I mean, make That was sense. a contributing factor as to why, you know, we put the yeah. uh, Byron Grandpa Emma in, in our list as number two because so few people could really try the cigar. Mm-hmm. And, it's and hard. it would look kind of biased. But it is a good it, cigar. A, but, yeah. but it's hard. I mean, you know, we talked about this. But even when we did our list, it's hard to take all the cigars that are out there and then really funnel it mm-hmm. to, you know, the, the top. It's, um, it's tough. It, it's, you know, it's not easy. So everyone's got their own opinions, and they have their own agendas on, on why they're putting stuff out. And, you know, it is what it is. I, don't, uh, I can't say that I disagree with them because that's that's what they felt was the number one. Yeah. Um, but yep. because the, because really cigar aficionados looked at as the you know the top setting the, the standard, know, the, yeah. setting the standards, everyone's really focused on that. But you know again, what you know, who's to say that uh, what was our what was our top? Oh, the uh, Maduro, the uh, uh, Wednesday Maduro. Yeah. 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 The wise so man. Who's, to, who's to say that that was really the one that stands out above everything else? I mean, well, there were some we did make a couple we, other lists. Just saying. Yeah. So. yeah no. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. But it's all you know. Yep. Again, yep. it's just people with different opinions very true very true um you know one of the things that that uh uh happened this week was you know we had that uh, really nasty uh shooting oh yeah at uh, the marjorie stoneman douglas high school down in florida and um that kind of influenced my pick for doing the top five this week Ah, so okay. our top five is going to be uh, the worst school massacres. Mm. Going dark this time. We're going okay. dark today. So <laughs> let's have the top to five. Brought to you by Five Five Cigars. Choose from the mild white label, medium strength red label, or the full bodied and full flavored blue label. Siri Five Five has it all. Five and five equals a perfect ten, and that's what you get every time with Five Five Cigars. Here is today's top five list. All right, the top five worst school massacres in United States history. This list was just compiled this month. Okay, so we're looking at at uh, the number of people who were who lost their lives in mm-hmm. these in these shootings. Okay, in a school. In a, in a school in a school setting. Number five was the University of Texas Tower shooting. Oh, date what was the date on that? The date was August first, nineteen sixty-six. Oh, I was going to say seventy. Yeah, nineteen sixty-six. That happened in August. Was Austin, that the Texas. one? Or? And uh, well, he was he was in, was in the tower, tower one too. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Fourteen people uh, died in that. Uh, Charles Whitman was the guy who was doing Nobody the cares. shooting. He was killed by. Yeah, let's not mention names. All right, screw oh, not mention names. Yeah, yeah. All right, no, screw those guys. And one of the reasons I, that I chose this list was the the Marjorie Stoneman uh, massacre that just happened on the 14th on Valentine's Day, um, at uh, Parkland, Florida. That is number four. That made number four in the top mm. five. Seventeen. Yeah. Seventeen dead. Wow. Uh, number three was the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting mm-hmm. in Newton, in Newton Newtown. Connecticut. Newtown, Newtown Connecticut. Okay, 26. Ugh. Ugh. All right. So Down young, there. too. Yeah. Number two was another well-known one, the Virginia Tech shooting. Oh, yeah, that's one I could, yep. could remember. In April school. 16, 2007, in Blacksburg, Virginia, 30, 33 people died in that. The number one, the number one 
school massacre was. I don't even know if we want a drum no. roll. Yeah. So Cut it. Roll. Cut the drum roll. <laughs> the Bath School Bombing. I had not even heard of this. Bath, Bath School mean? Bombing. Where is that? Where is it? May 18th, 1927. 1927. What? Bath Township, Michigan. 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 45. Wow. wow. 45. In what year was it? 1927. And one of the one of the like one of the things that, that you know, looking at this list, one of the things that that you know became apparent to me is, you know, people have have been saying that these school massacres have really just kind of started. Like Columbine started everything. No, you know, it's just it, the media is more prevalent now. Right, and so you know, but two of these top five, including the number one, didn't even happen in this century. Mm. Right. You know, and one was, you know, uh, back in 1927. Oh. That's what, 80-something? Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm thinking of a different shooting. Never mind. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Um, almost 90 years ago. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, it's not that this stuff has never happened until, you know, recently, but I think you're right. I think the media reports more. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what I'm saying that's new about the more recent shootings is the number of people that are calling it out as fake, as not mm. happening, mm. which is just mind-blowing to me. That like, there's, If you're anywhere on Facebook, you're seeing people post, oh, this kid that's talking about the recent shooting was also talking about this past shooting in California or whatever. And it's like, why are you trying to make this into a conspiracy? Mm. It's like, first of all, it's really hard to keep a conspiracy. I mean, you're talking about uh, a media organization. There's ain't CNN's in on it. And it's like the number of people you'd have to pay off to be in on this secret is just mind-boggling. But it's like... Why are you going to try to discredit somebody who has gone through a tragedy? Right. You know, it's not the right time for that. One, if you do have facts that show that it's fake, hold on to it for a while. You don't do it right out in the front. You know? <laughs> it's just, it's insane. Yeah. No, and, and here's it. Look, it's, I don't want to say a gun advocate, but uh, I believe in in your right to, to bear arms. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have I have a, a, a you know a weapon myself, a gun myself, but. We protect so many other things than than the schools, and mm-hmm. I think it was Jesse Ventura in Minnesota at the time was saying when he was governor, right, was saying that there are retired military, uh, there are retired officers that would protect the schools, mm. set them up as janitors or set them up just you know patrolling, like crossing well, guards, right, like crossing guards. They could armed. have they could have something, but you know, here's here's an interesting one that you know we we defend so many things. We defend the president with with guns. We defend Congress, uh, governors, celebrities, sporting events, jewelry stores, banks, office buildings, factories, courts. All of these have some sort of armed guard. The mm-hmm. airports, right? So we're protecting. These types of uh, you know arenas, these types of people, mm. but we're not protecting the schools and mm. things things of that nature. I mean, we I, I don't know if we it's have like, what the is right, the mentality? Right focus, oh, right? Well, who would shoot up a school? Well, apparently, <laughs> you no, know, it's it's crazy. Uh, I I do agree that one of the you know, and I've often heard this when these things happen that one of the reasons you know the you know that that schools have been such a target is because guns aren't allowed mm-hmm. there so it's easy to do it's a yeah. gun free zone gun free zone you know um they're drug free too you know right. you're never going to find drugs at a school right. i don't know so. how many police stations have been the source of you know you know 
shootings shootings you know because the, the exact opposite <laughs> yeah. thing you know and it, it, look it's, it's hard like, i mean i you know i say well why aren't there you know more armed guards or uh, you know people with a specific background and um skill set to yeah. to be at the school is it a budget thing there's I mean, a, yeah there's a there's a cost like involved I, I get it sixty thousand dollars a year maybe you know right yeah for retired yeah for retired yeah. they might not even be looking for that some right you know to to a point may volunteer um, to do that, you know, you can, I mean, there are schools we give, you know, colleges we give away or the colleges do, um, you know, give away scholarships, but maybe if, you know, they're, somebody's protecting the campus, maybe their family can get a discount on, on going, attending the school. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's, yeah, something and that be may done. be a new thing for private schools, you know, start putting out, Hey, yeah. we have armed guards. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. No, I, I know our town, we have, um, we do have the police there. Mm -hmm. In fact, somebody yep. was, um, 15 year old was, was arrested for making a threat. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, re just Monday. Speaking of threats, what are we picking up with this cigar? That's <laughs> an awesome transition. <laughs> Isn't that great? Yeah. This is it. To me, it's, it's very, very earthy. Kind of a, almost, I'm picking up something like a burnt coffee, like a really bitter coffee kind of aftertaste to it uh, so, uh some spice in the retro mm -hmm. and on the and on the tongue a, kind of a medium length finish um how's your burn doing did it correct itself uh, a little bit it's still still tunneling down that that one side okay uh, so mine's burning pretty straight it's, it's, it's staying that same yeah, it's distance same, though. same so same angle I, i'm getting more i'm getting like a toasted almond almost to the burnt side like you're talking about mm -hmm. burnt coffee i'm getting yep. more that um you know, like you put slivered almonds into a pan to toast them. Okay. And you just went past the, the right amount. So there's like <laughs> that, that burnt toasted almond note right. for me. Okay. Uh, still that sweetness, mm -hmm. you know, that, that hit the sweetness, I think, from, you know, almost like the almond is there. Um, and there is a, a little bit of spice. The, uh, the, the long finish, though, is, is kind of hitting the sides of my, my tongue, and there's a, you know, yes. that, that bitterness yes. Mm, yes. is there. So it's, it's making me salivate a lot more mm -hmm. um, than typical. How about you, Aaron? Are you? Yeah, I mean, right there with you. There's, there's not a whole lot of other flavors you can add to what you've been saying because it's and it's all there. There's, there is that slight sweetness that's kind of hard to put your finger on. Mm -hmm. it makes me think of rum almost. But rum? Yeah, it's just that. It's like a bitter sweetness. A mm. Bitter sweet. Yeah. Like licking yeah. the inside of a charred barrel. There you go. That's what you were going to say. <laughs> because I do that all the time. <laughs> but you could imagine what it would taste like. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, speaking of licking the inside of a charred barrel... Uh, Miles with Styles. I don't know where we're going with this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Miles with Styles. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, social media highlight of the week uh, is uh, Travis Byrne. Okay, and he's one of our regular listeners, and uh, he follows me on Twitter and everything. And he posted this picture that you see over there uh, in response to last week's episode. And he said in a tweet, smoking this tasty stick in memory of poor Pebbles, the support hamster. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't, and, and you know, for those of you who, who maybe didn't listen to last week's show. Pebbles was feeling that, flushed. Yes, so. uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good uh we the the actual the week revolved around this young woman who had a support Emotion, hamster is it emotional support emotional hamster support or? hamster and was trying to get on a plane to go back to college and they told her she could not take it on it was a rodent she couldn't take it on let it go flush it down the toilet do something 
but you can't take it with you on the plane. If you want to get on the plane, you have to get rid of it. And she's stressing out and thought the most humane thing to do was to flush it down the toilet. So she flushed her emotional support hamster down the toilet. I would have tied some fish <laughs> fish strings to it and just did a little puppet. Look, it's moving. <laughs> That's hard. Well, so there you go. So it, Travis, it Travis was so moved no, that he smoked a cigar in, in memory honor. of Pebbles. Oh. And that gets, that gets the social media highlight of the week. That's Classic. awesome. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm really surprised it didn't uh, clog the toilet. But the airport toilets are... are Answer, yeah, well, they strong. have wider, wider holes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, prepare for everything. Said. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll follow up and see if she's actually suing the airline. She was thinking about it. Yeah. For and you, forcing her to kill her hamster. Let it go, so which she thought it's either going to freeze the to death and then or get eaten. The rest of her emotional or, yeah, trauma. <laughs> it, you know, but come on. It couldn't have been that much of an emotional support if you were willing to flush it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like if you're talking about somebody who's really like emotionally disturbed in a sense, then it's like, well, then they might just do that. <laughs> oh, did, did I know now that the hamster was still alive? Yes. Oh, I thought you said it was dead. Well, nope. now. Nope. Well, now, now, once you flushed it, but it was alive and she flushed it. Yes. I would just oh. let, it, let it loose. She thought, she thought it would either freeze to death or get eaten. So a quick death, flush it. That's a quick death? Flush it. No, that's not a quick death. Yeah. Drowning it? Let's yeah. have the flush sound. No, we got that. Yeah, we're done. I would, yeah. There we go. I would have just said it free. Really I would have bought, I, I would have purchased maybe some fries or something, maybe some, uh, maybe roughage. Let it loose in the airport, yeah. you know, that'll yeah. pay back. It'll just be fine. <laughs> just let it go. Give it a oh. store of food. Yeah. <laughs> the it could survive. Yeah. Then somebody would see it, adopt it. Yeah. That's that's, uh, that's yeah. interesting. She, uh, you, you can't sue the airline for that. If that goes through, then we've really lost. Well, the thing is that they hope. told her that it was okay to bring it on, and then when she got there, they said it wasn't okay. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, but then she flushes it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they told her to. Yeah. If she has that documented, then. Anyway, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll f- we'll try and follow up with that. All right, we're going to go to our break. Coming up afterwards, we're going to announce this week's Asheville of the week. Continue our thoughts on the Rocky Patel. 2006 Vintage Toro. We'll be right back. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. The Sereno Royale Maduro XX, named number one cigar of 2016 by the Ashholes Radio Podcast, is a creation of elegance and sophistication. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, the Sereno Royale Maduro XX comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez. Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Serena. To create this masterpiece, a blend of filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a dark and luxurious Ecuadorian Habano Oscuro wrapper grown from the famed Habano 2000 seed to bring you an endlessly complex and full-bodied experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allow the blend to marry, creating unmistakable notes of rich cocoa, leather, and coffee that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating the next draw. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available at TwoGuysCigars.com. Bohemian is the original Brazilian big ring gauge cigar with the unfinished foot, curly-tailed head, and value, value, value. 
There is a Brazilian reasons to buy and smoke Bohemian, and here are just a few. Created in the Cuban tradition, this lush, dark Brazilian Maduro leaf surrounds a five-year-old Sumatra binder with Dominican and Nicaraguan well-aged long filler leaves. So, what should you expect from a Bohemian? A departure from the conventional, a flavorful journey into a sweet, nutty, almost caramel finish. Bohemian, the original, unconventional cigar. Take the journey. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's Lagiana Havana. Oh, yeah. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action, adventure, and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. And the Ashholes have returned to you. So once again, here's your host, Pastor Padron, the vicar of vintage, Dan the Man. And with Aaron and Oliver this week, <laughs> it's very, very good to have my, my uh, co-hosts with me. It's 
awesome when Thank you. the yeah, three of us the, take the, that. The, great to be a here. Trinity <laughs> of smoky awesomeness. Totally t- dead air. Tr- yeah, dead air. Uh, totally dead Try air. Try as we might. Wow. Okay. Welcome back to the Ashwells, everybody. You can find us on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Ashwells and on Instagram at Ashwells Radio. We are smoking the Rocky Patel Vintage 2006 Toro. It's their San Andreas version of uh, their Vintage Series. And, um, you know, for me, this is this is a medium-bodied cigar, mm-hmm. okay? And um, right now, about, you know, past the first third through it, you know, it's uh, kind of a dark, bitter cocoa kind of flavor to it. Is it coffee? Is it mocha? Is it, is it uh, almonds that you were talking about? But the uh, kind of a semi-sweet, earthy, dark kind of bitter taste to it kind of a longer finish and you know through the retro i'm getting this this uh uh hot citrusy tinge 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 this hot citrusy thing and it's sometimes it's very pronounced other times it's very mild but you know very citrusy kind of spice in the retro Ooh, yeah you getting that too? Yeah, I just got a, a very warm retro. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes watering a little bit. Ooh. Yeah, there, there's a warm retro. It's not as as spicy, but it's it's full. Mm-hmm. Um, it's rich and it's it's just a you know it's like a it's just a, a like almost yes. like a charred. It's yeah, there's a char to it. You yep. Know, you know, but that that bitterness is is, is definitely is there. Um, it's it, it that's. M- more, more of what I, I'm, I'm getting. That's not necessarily taken away from the other flavors, but it's, it's definitely a little more pronounced. Right. Um, now you're, you're my, smoking way past both of us. Yeah. And my, and my burn is my, my burn corrected. Yes, it itself did. a lot. I was just going to say, yeah. And I haven't touched it up. And you know, we, we've talked about that. I, I don't touch up a cigar. Let it kind of correct itself. Sometimes I'll, I'll touch it up, but I wanted to see, you know, for this what it would do. Okay. Um, yeah, because that that can affect the experience too. Sure. Because if it's burning on an angle, you're not getting as much of the, you know, the the overall balance of the cigar. But, um, yeah, the, you know, the char that 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 sour note is mm-hmm. is there. Are you getting more smoke? I'm getting a lot of smoke right now. Yeah. You were saying that you weren't really getting a whole lot. Now that it's corrected itself, maybe it's burning more even. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not a little. Aaron, thoughts yourself? Yeah, I mean it's it not a whole lot of complexity to it. No, uh, but you know it's a dec- it's a good flavor, so mm-hmm. can't complain. You know. Okay. Uh, while we continue to smoke the cigar, let's talk a little bit about the ash hole of the week. All right. Well, it's not as dark as our top five. <laughs> no, no. This is this is a little this is a little more on the lighter, stupid oh, side good, of life. Oh, good, good. We need something we can drink right. about. Uh, a week or so ago, a woman was uh, shopping at a Walmart in um, uh, Minnesota and auto started her Jeep Grand Cherokee so that it would be warm when she got back into it. Edward Wilson, who was there, all right, saw an opportunity. And stole it. Hmm. <laughs> well, drove off her. Right? Auto Walmart of all car. places. Unfortunately <laughs> for him, after he drove it to his uh, uh, home, I guess, <laughs> he got out, you know, and when he went back to try and start the car, A, it was minus nine outside, but he could not get the car to restart. 
Okay. What to do. So interesting. In all of his brilliance, he decided the best thing to do was to call the owner to figure out how to. So he calls the owner saying that he works for an auto glass store and that he had the car and that he had fixed it and he would return the car to her if she contacted OnStar with his address and would restart the car remotely using OnStar. Now, if this car actually had a broken window, that's a pretty good cover story. <laughs> yes, it doesn't I mean, say. It's, the report does say. You would move the car, but it's like, eh, he's thinking at least. So she says, okay. And she hangs up the phone and calls the police and gives them <laughs> the address that this guy said to send OnStar to. The police show up. There he is with the car. There you go. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, he is arrested and charged with theft of a motor vehicle. And uh, his bond was set at $25,000 for calling the victim for helping to start her car. <laughs> I nominate Edward Wilson as the asshole of the week. And not to mention he recognized that there was OnStar in the vehicle. Right. They can track that. <laughs> That's kind of the whole idea is, hey, Just, we can find your car. This, this, was, this was a botched thing from the very beginning. As soon as he saw OnStar, he just said, I just got to ditch this vehicle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we've come so far <laughs> in such a short amount of time, but we've regressed oh, yeah. so much. <laughs> Whole new way to be done. I remember the, you know, like the, now it's OnStar and there's, uh, what was that? Low, no, there was Lojack. Low Jack, yeah. Mm -hmm. And what was the, the club? Remember the club? The club. Oh, yeah. I remember all those commercials. I, yep. I saw one in. Uh, I was in California. I don't know what part of California. The windows were down. It was an older, older model car. But the yeah, the, the bar the was club. on there. I was like, wow, I haven't seen the club in I don't know how long. <laughs> I haven't seen the club in decades. Yeah. Right. Are they, oh are they effective? Have people found a way around those? Yeah. Is that the deal? <laughs> I think it's not as popular. monstrous. It's not. It's not one of the things that's interesting about the story. Is it isn't really clear, or at least at the time of the writing of the article, how he got the woman's number. I mean, I guess it was in the car or yeah, something I mean, maybe somehow. Yeah, maybe she had some auto work done or anything on a receipt, but it was maybe. just, it was just, you know, <laughs> you call the owner. Can you help me start your car, please? And I'll bring it back to you. And this was, uh, where was it, Michigan? Yeah. I'm wondering if it's one of the... Oh, Minnesota. 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 I wonder if it's yeah. one of those states where you're not allowed to leave your car unattended outside of your driveway. Mm. So, like, uh, Massachusetts, if you're not in your driveway and your car is running it unattended, mm. you're getting a ticket. Ooh. I had a friend whose car was taken in front of a friend's house. And when they got the car back, she wound up with a ticket for leaving her car unattended <laughs> and running. Really? Yeah. Uh, I so haven't heard about and that. It's, I mean, I guess it's to eliminate this problem of people right. just taking a car because right. it costs resources. I and leave whatever my car running car. all the time. Do you do that? I was just going to say, yeah. you know, near the end of the, especially when it's if been colder. If you're in your driveway, it's okay, I think, in most states. But it's 7 and 11. I do it at work. You know, I'll, you yeah, know 10, minutes, but 10 minutes before I leave, I'll, I'll turn on the car so the car is warm when, you know, and I don't think about somebody getting in there and taking it. I actually hope somebody will take my car. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I started just in the hopes that somebody will take it. And just don't tell the insurance company that you left it running. <laughs> wow. I don't, I don't know how they started it. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. All right. So any more thoughts on this cigar here? I really don't have much new to say. I mean, like Aaron said, this isn't a very complex cigar. Mm -hmm. Dark, earthy. Um, there's a sweetness to it. But that comes along with this kind of rich, earthy bitterness. Uh, 
it's a very rich. It's not a it's not a nasty kind of bitterness. Yeah, no, it's it's right yeah. in line with it's it's a good San Andreas yeah. cigar. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean that bitterness. I mean it's. I mean you could almost say because we've talked about chocolate and uh, you know coffee, almond, and that citrus note. I mean you know there's like an orange peel like that mm-hmm. citrus. That bitterness could be you know more of like a baker's chocolate yeah. uh, citrus yeah. type of of bitterness. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it. I think it works well with this because I'd, I'd say that the cigar is balanced mm-hmm. enough where, you know, that's, that's kind of what I'm expecting. It's not, even though the bitterness, as I said, was overpowering some of the other flavors a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's not It's not terrible. It's not taken away, but it's not, uh, I don't know if I could do this all the time. No. You know, if, you know for, for me, the one thing that really kind of, you know, you know, makes me makes me kind of go. Mm, how how often would I ha- is that citrusy blast that happens in the in the retro? I like retroing cigars. You you get a lot more flavor that way. Mm-hmm. You you taste a lot more that way. And they're not all the time, but there's been half a dozen times so far as I've been smoking this where that uh, citrusy tinge, whatever, it has just been really really strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the finish is still very long. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's lingering. The re- the retro to me has been consistent, where it's you know the really char, you know, yeah. rich wood. But um, yeah, not not a ton of different different uh, flavors. Not overly complex, but you know, it's got, very, it's got a little consistent. bit more flavor than in a typical Rocky Patel. But it it has pretty much your typical transitions of none <laughs> of none, no. which is fine. There's nothing no, wrong with that. Yeah, but I think when you're when you know, when you're when you're going after something like this, like a, a vintage 2006 um, San Andres uh, Connecticut Broadleaf, you know, you're you're going to have something that's rich, um, mm-hmm. you know, bitey and, yep. and and strong. So you're almost expecting that. So I think going into right. it with what what, what what the way it was presented. It's a it's a good cigar. Hmm. All right. Speaking of uh, strong and earthy, let's uh, go do uh, Miles with Styles. Ma- oh, Michelle, she's back. I'm not sure what Michelle the is. <laughs> one of our regular listeners. <laughs> I don't always read this part of the thing. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, she's a professional surfer and model and a regular listener to the show, personal friend of mine. And each week she shares her experiences with us and suggestions from her travels around the world. And you can follow Michelle on Twitter and Instagram at Kuataka Surfing. Uh, K U W A. T-A-K-A Surfing on both Twitter and Instagram. Let's hear what she has to say for us this week. Aloha. Hey, guys. Last week, I traveled to Alaska for another shoot with Cabela's in the snow. Brr. Honestly, I'm glad my butt didn't actually freeze off, but it sure felt like it did. How do you guys handle the cold? I did get to do some sightseeing and visit Fifth Avenue Cigars in Anchorage during this stop. They had a fine selection of cigars that might even rival two guys' smoke shops. The store was well laid out for people to come, sit, and light up. It was bright and airy, but most of all, warm. (laughs) At the end of the trip, I was happy to be heading someplace warm. Which brings me to where I am now. I'm in sunny Cabo San Lucas right now attending a surf camp to polish my performance and push my abilities. Though I should get a few days to get out on the town and see what kind of cigar-related trouble I can get into here. (laughs) Until next week, this has been Miles with Styles, and you're listening to The Ash Holes (laughs) on the United Podcast Network. 
Well, there you go. You know, they say this is the time of year you want to be in Alaska. You know, this is where all the tourists are going. <laughs> welcome back, Michelle. <coughs> yes, welcome back. We're good. To, we're glad to have another Miles with Styles on the show. Um, uh, this is this has been a uh, uh, big kind of whirlwind thing for you know her going to California and then going from there to. Alaska, then back for this camp, and then um, uh, all her touring again. I think starts in in uh, March, first week of March. I think she's back to Australia. Hmm. Is that the beginning of surfing season? Is there a season for surfing? Mm, yes, but I mean, I it's, mean, here it's always somewhere, summer, some, <laughs> somewhere in the world. But you know, this you know, last year was everything that she did was. Uh, um, uh, what do you call it when you're not pro? Amateur. Oh, yeah. There was an amateur stuff. Mm-hmm. She was taken pro. This is going to be her first pro year. Oh, interesting. So Actually, that, I, that I, all starts uh, next month. I saw some people with surfboards at the beach yesterday. <laughs> I didn't see him get in the water, which uh, <laughs> I was kind of wondering. <laughs> yeah, was, and it's it's, it's kind of interesting, cool. you know, Michelle. It's it's in the 70s here today. You know, we're yeah. ta- talk about it being cold. We've had a you know the first few weeks of winter, as we've already talked about on the show, were absolutely frigid, yep. mm-hmm. below zero, way zero, below, yeah. way below average temperatures. And then, you know, after that, things were, you know. Oh, we got a record high, I think. You know, kind of, you know. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday was a record high. But it was interesting how, you know, 10 miles south of my house, it was 20 degrees warmer than where it was. You know, and it's usually not that much of Weird a difference. pockets, yeah. Weird pockets of temperature Although, changes. Although, you know, thanks to what, Facebook's time hop and whatever, where you can look back at your posts from previous years. We've had a few years where we were in the 60s on this day, like, or, or this week. Really? Yeah, because it's like I, you know, mentioned it on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, I guess the temperature was pretty warm then, too. Mm-hmm. So it's not super unusual, but, I mean, this is pretty warm. Yeah, and it is hot in this room. It yes, is. Oh, it is hot in this open room. Window. And, you know, what's going to be really interesting is tomorrow it's going to be 40 degrees colder. And it's going to feel like zero. It's going to feel like zero. It might even snow again. We just got rid of the snow. It snowed, uh, what, five inches on Sunday, Saturday? Saturday, yeah. Saturday, yeah, Saturday, Saturday night. Yeah, that's, right. that's all gone. Oh, yeah. And now it's going to it's going to come back. It's it's horrible. Yeah, and, and that's been the, the challenge, too, this whole winter, is that it would snow, then it would get warm, and if you didn't shovel just that slush, then it would mm-hmm. freeze, yep. right. and then you're just looking at ice. Yeah. So you had to get rid of some of that Right, right. So yeah, I'll, I'll take the melt days, you know? Yeah. It's like I hate it when the snow is piling up, and it's mm. just a pain in the butt. Fortunately, I had my two snowblowers, Anna and Rachel, to do that for <laughs> me. To take care of that? There yep, you go. yep. Get them out there, get some exercise. It's a pretty light snow. It wasn't bad this time. It probably. wasn't bad yeah. Saturday. The time before, that was that slushy stuff that oh, happened. Oh, I hate it, yeah. Oh, oh that was horrible. Hmm. Well, so. we're past that. Well, I'm, I'm actually excited because I'm going to warmer weather. And where are you headed off to next, Oliver? I am going to Cuba, Cuba. for the Habanos Festival uh, on Sunday. Mm. So we're taking, uh, we're taking uh, Vartan from Ambassador Cigars, and mm-hmm. we're taking uh, Jeff Borshowitz um, and his wife from Corona Cigars. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll be, uh, we'll be meeting up down there. And then we're doing the week-long festival with Nelson and Nelson Jr. Mm-hmm. And then, um, then we get back, and it's a whirlwind. So I'm not going to be back. I won't be back here until late, late March. Late yeah. March. Because as soon as we get back, 
I get back on Sunday the 4th, and then on the 6th, I go out to Arizona because we're doing the we're starting the launch of the new size of Atabay. Oh, yep. mm-hmm. So we have the, the Spiritus, the, the, the Lancero, mm-hmm. uh, a couple other sizes, but we're launching that at Ambassador Cigars on the 7th. So if you're out there, if you're in Arizona, come out to Ambassador Cigars on the 7th. Then we'll be at Industrial Cigars the very next day. Wow. In, uh, in, uh, in Frisco, Texas. Mm. Uh, then the very next day we'll be in Countryside, Illinois at Casa de Monte Cristo. Wow. And then the next day on the 10th, we're at Corona Cigars in Orlando, Florida. Jeez. So it's just back to back to back. A lot of travel. That is a that's, ton of travel. That's 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 a lot. Leave your hamster at home. Yeah, leave, <laughs> leave your hamster leave at home. Hamster, <laughs> leave the hamster at home. And um, Do you have an emotional yeah. support animal? Uh, I do not. If Sometimes you were to have an emotional support animal, what would it be? A boa constrictor, I think, just oh, because it can kind of keep Just me, choke you, you know, out when you're yeah, I'm feeling yeah. low. Just kill me now. Yeah. A hug yeah. whenever you want. A hug. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I, I, a I weighted blanket might be a safer alternative. Yeah. More pl- plain get, friendly. Get like a porcupine. You know. Porcupine. You're feeling low. I'm like, Here, pet my porcupine. That'll make me Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. Pet my porcupine. <laughs> no, support, support animal, it would be a, just a dog. I'm simple. Mm. But the dog wouldn't be able to fit. More of a larger dog guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah small dogs. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I don't know that you were here when when uh, uh, we got the news that uh, Anna's you know um, uh, support therapy. dog, uh, psychiatric uh, service dog, service, yeah. a step above from a therapy dog. That that you well, know, it's a, not just any animal. A yeah. service <laughs> a service dog doesn't have to worry about access anywhere. You've got the paperwork. They've got the, you, you can't deny them where You're not where flushing that dog. But uh, no, a little too big to go down the toilet. But uh, the dog was uh, born, we were, we were told, about uh, six weeks ago. And a couple weeks ago, Anna got to go and visit oh, nice. and down awesome. in Connecticut. Got some great pictures of that. And um, she's actually going to visit the dog again this Sunday. Do you have a name picked out for the dog? Or? The dog is going to be called Echo. Oh, okay. That was Anna's name for the dog, Echo, because the dog is going to echo her feelings. All right. Ooh, smart. Smart, smart. So it's a beautiful little uh, golden retriever. And uh, we're really excited about that. So the, the dog should be uh, headed our way and, and spending more and more time with us. As the training goes on, you know, things will, uh, the training will happen off-site and then um, kind of transition to our house uh, slowly. So, but I think that starts at the end of March, uh, April, sometime around then. Oh, okay. Quick training. Now, does that training continue on? Yes. Yes. So, I think the dog will be fully trained and everything by uh, summertime, by the June, I think. June, July is wow. when they're thinking. So by the time she gets into uh, ninth grade next year, it'll all be set. That's good. Which was the uh, best of all possible worlds. Yeah, because there's a lot of transition going on. A lot of transition grade, yeah. going on. So we're excited about that. And yeah, that, yeah, that's exciting. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. We're all happy about that. That's a, yeah, and that's just amazing. I mean, how, how smart dogs are and how loyal they are that's why i love i just love that mm. not breed but that uh it's just amazing what yeah. what dogs can do i yeah. mean one of the things you know for for anna uh aside from just being a calming influence you know to her dogs can are are very calming to people um that one of the things they're going to be training the dog to do is to the dog will be able to smell the hormone that is produced when she's getting anxious mm. 
really and then react it. in any number of, of ways, maybe just being playful, maybe applying pressure, maybe removing her from a room, hmm. uh, or even getting help if it's wow. getting off off the charts. But it, it, isn't that just awesome yeah, that they can I mean, smell I've, anxiety? Well, I've, I've seen dogs that smell seizures. So mm-hmm. that yep, same, th- that same type of thing. They have a dog that it's like when you know that student's about to, the person's about to have a seizure, it barks mm-hmm. or does whatever. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I mean, what, even what your body produces as like a precursor to these things, it's like that it's able to be detected by a dog. Right, it's right. Amazing. Just a, it's just amazing. And there, there were some dogs that could smell cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Right yep. There, yeah. I've, uh, yep. I about that too. Rats, I think, that are smelling cancer. Rats. Yeah. Rats too. Yeah. Well, they're around a lot, but no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My therapy rat. <laughs> yeah. You crawl around asbestos enough. And wow. You get used to it. Superpowers. Mm. Uh, final verdict on this year: Rocky Patel Vintage 2006 San Andreas Toro. Well, so uh, if we start down here, then uh, yeah, I'm just having a not. I, I mean, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> I'm having a hard time because it has it has some some flavor notes that have been consistent throughout. So mm-hmm. I can't really fault it on that. It's not necessarily my my flavor profile that I, I truly enjoy. But if that's what they were going for, mixing the you know the, the blend, right? Uh, you know that binder and this wrapper. Um, you know they're, they're definitely reaching a, a medium bodied, not I'd say lighter medium, mm-hmm. you know a lighter end of medium. Um, but I, I the, the the burn corrected itself. Now I'm I'm pretty pretty even, uh, and I, I smoked through this pretty fast. Actually yeah. looking at crank through. Yeah, you crank through that sucker. And. Um, but uh, but 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 good good flavors. But I'm I'm, I'm at uh, about three quarter thumbs up. Not a not a full one, uh, and that just goes with the, uh, you know that that burn the you know that flavor profile. I'd have to smoke a couple more just to see if that's a consistent. But sure. From the three that we've smoked, it sounds like it's consistent. Yeah, yeah pretty consistent. Is this so. the first that you've had of this particular line? This is the line? first of this line. Yeah, of the San Andreas line. Okay, first one. Aaron. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Three quarters. Uh, you know, it's not my particular flavor profile that I go for, but it's not, it's not a, like a super earthy, you know, I'm not a huge earth fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, just blow up the planet. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. But it's just not a, a flavor profile that I lean towards. Um, but you know, it's got some pl- complexity within that. Um, that's, that's not bad. You know, it's, it's, it's decent San Andreas, decent, you know, uh, flavors going on. Uh, it's, it's, I'm not disappointed by it. Uh, but it's not something I'm going to reach for over and over again. But if if I was offered one, I would definitely take it. So sure, three quarters. Okay, I think I'm right there with you guys. I'm going three quarters, um, and one of the big reasons for that for me is that weird citrusy tinge that I keep tasting in the retro. That for me just kind of distracted from everything else that was going on in the cigar. Um, I do think it's balanced. I do think that that uh, you know when you pair San Andreas with a, um, the Connecticut Broadleaf, you're going to get this very rich, you know, mm-hmm. earthy, uh, slightly sweet kind of uh, tastes, and those are there. Um, you know, but I think that, you know, for me, you know, it was a little too, too bitter, you know, for me to really go yeah. back to it on a regular basis. I mean, you know, I can think, you know, going back to my 
uh, chili that I made on Monday. Mm -hmm. This would be a great cigar to go with chili. Yeah. You know, it's got those flavor profiles that go with it. If you're having a good uh, chili, this this kind of cigar would really complement those kind of flavors. But just like I wouldn't want to eat chili all the time, no, we would want to. I wouldn't want to. Spent too much time here. No, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if I'd eat chili with it because I didn't, for for me that chili would just have so many flavors and spice going yeah. on that this would clash. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm almost like towards the end here. That bitterness is turning into you, you know when you grab um, peanuts with a shell on it. Mm -hmm. At a ball game, you've ever popped like the whole peanut in your yeah. mouth? Yeah, sure. Like that little yeah, I mean, was, like, dusty. Four. No, <laughs> come on. Yeah, 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 you have since. Uh, but it, you know, that, it's got that fibrous like you know the, that peanut shell mm. taste, and then the peanut on the inside that's offering a little bit of sweet and salty. Mm -hmm. um, but that sh that shell of the peanut is kind of overpowering everything. So that's that bitterness, and we keep going back to right, um, right. There's just something that over I think overpowers the what what the cigar could be. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, next week, we're going to go further down the strong cigar road. <laughs> oh, yes. We're going to smoke the LFD Chisel Maduro. Which is the double hair, correct? Yes, yeah. and we're going to do something interesting. You know, one of the things they, they talk about doing with a, the, the chisel is to bullet cut the mm. top. And then after you've smoked it for a while, bullet cut the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then when you're getting past that midpoint, actually cut, yeah. do a full cut on the cigar. And so we're going to do that next week on the show see how that and see how that, you know, can we really detect changes in taste by where you cut the, uh, that particular cigar? It's going to be very see. interesting. Yeah. I'm going to have to have a full meal before that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have been listening to The Atchel's Unfiltered Cigar Radio from the Serena Royale stage at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You can download this and any episodes you may have missed on iHeartRadio, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Atchel's and on Instagram at Atchel's Radio. We'll see you next week. and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.